Welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. This is Episode 11, The Power of Assertive Language. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership-related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here. Because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. Have you ever dropped a hint at someone at work? that just didn't get it? Or you soft-pedaled on feedback and it just didn't hit the mark? Or lashed out in frustration because you were just so irritated with someone's bad behavior? Ah, yes, that moment. The moment we have something in our heads, something we need or want or expect, but we don't fully formulate the words to make it happen, to get understanding between us and that other person. Let's explore the power of assertive language. Assertiveness is bigger than communication. At the core, it's about how we feel about our rights as a human being or as an employee or as a leader. It's pretty easy to observe someone else's assertiveness through their body language or their actions, and in particular, their communication. Assertiveness is about mindset and it's about our skill set the ability to communicate effectively, clearly, and respectfully, not just others, but also to ourselves. I went saw a comic, um, and this was, well, it was a while ago because it was a phone and it was a landline, can you imagine, in an office? And there was the phone ringing and different employees utilizing different communication styles. One had a thought bubble, shouldn't someone get that? Another one said, no one ever wants to answer the phone around here. I guess I'll have to get it again. Someone else said, pick up the damn phone. And yet another, please answer the phone. Do you know those different communication styles? Shouldn't someone get that, of course, is passive. (laughs) No one ever answers the phone around here. I'll have to get it. That's classic passive aggressive. And pick up the damn phone is, of course, aggressive. But please answer the phone is assertive. Our style of communication can vary depending on the situation we're in and depending on who we're with. So here's a different example. Let's say you and I work together and we we need to work on a project together that our boss gave us. It's due on Friday. We have a week to do it. And unfortunately, both of us are super busy, of course, because we're awesome. But you take Thursday and Friday off. And then I find that out. I scramble back to our boss. I ask for an extension. Of course, the boss gives it to me. I work on the weekend to get that thing done. Project went to our boss. All is good. Until I see you on Monday at the coffee machine. 
All right, now think about those different scenarios. If I have a passive communication style, what would I say to you? Maybe nothing, right? Maybe like, can I get you some coffee? (laughs) You look exhausted. Uh, I might not say anything at all if I'm demonstrating a passive communication style. If I'm aggressive, not only are you not going to get coffee, you're going to get a little peace of my mind, right? Like, hey, you took my, you took Thursday and Friday off. Like, wh- why didn't you let me know? Or if I'm passive aggressive, which, spoiler alert, I am, I might be saying something like, gee, how was your weekend? I hope you had a great time off. You know what I did? And then I could just let it hang there until you figure it out, <laughs> figure out I'm mad at you. Um, Of course, none of those are assertive communication. I think what's interesting about communication styles is we don't necessarily have a universal approach. It may, again, kind of vary depending on the audience and how much power that person even has. If I'm your peer, I may not feel like I have the right to give you feedback. Maybe I would be a little bit more passive, or maybe if we have a long-standing relationship, maybe I'd say something kind of sarcastic and in fun, like, ha ha ha, right. Or let's say if I've known you for a long time, maybe I actually would be pretty aggressive because I'd be mad at you and I wouldn't filter my language. But in general, passive communication is very indirect. It's tentative. We not only hear that in the words, but we can see it in body language. There's a there's a hesitancy, there's an awkwardness about it. Whereas aggressiveness is really, I'm not filtering my communication at all. And again, my body language would probably reflect that. I'm probably going to be closer to you and I'm probably going to have a more aggressive stance. Passive aggressive is really all about the fact that I'm angry with you, but I don't tell you that directly. So I'm kind of hinting at it. And that's why sarcasm and humor is used so frequently by those who are passive aggressive, because we think sarcasm, somehow they'll get it. Or maybe maybe I send an email to our boss on Monday and said, hey, I was able to work through the weekend to get this done. And then I copy you on it. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. But all of those communication styles don't lead to clarity or of effective understanding or trust. If we think of all of those as a line in the sand, those are below the line options. They aren't being assertive about what we really think and how we feel and saying it in a respectful way. And at the heart, that's what assertiveness is. Staying above the line and being assertive means we take ownership. We speak with self-assurance and also with respect. We respect our own rights just as we respect others. And that means when we express ourselves, we also recognize that others may have a different point of view. And having differing needs or expectations doesn't mean that we get angry about it. It doesn't mean that we have to respond with anger. Part of assertiveness is taking ownership over our needs and expectations and speaking them clearly. So why the heck is that so challenging? What gets in the way? Author Richard Banks identified some really typical obstacles. See if you see yourself in any of these. Maybe we just don't know what we want or we aren't sure of our emotions. I see that a lot with people that they aren't really sure. Are they irritated? Are they frustrated? Are they resentful? And how do they put that into words? Also, we may just feel like our needs don't even matter or we want to be liked at all costs. 
Sometimes we get flustered and frustrated and we can't communicate effectively in the moment. Or maybe even we've experienced a little bit of excessive criticism in the past. So then we're scared of saying the wrong thing. Or I might be worried about hurting or offending other people. We may fear retaliation or be afraid of what other people think. Which of those might be true for you? And again, they don't have to be universally true. But are any of those true sometimes? As we think about becoming more effective in communication and in assertiveness during communication, some thoughts on how to do that are really thinking about our intention before we craft our message. What is it that we're thinking and feeling? And then how do we communicate it most effectively? That means we also have to pay attention to our body language. We should have a more relaxed posture, make eye contact, and exhibit a facial expression that's both friendly and unstressed. Another key to assertive communication is using I statements. And this is a really interesting area because sometimes I hear people say, like, for example, when giving people feedback, we need you to be on time. We need you to do this. We need you to do that. And it's really not we. And in fact, when we use we, when giving people feedback, that's actually more passive because we're not taking responsibility for setting needs and expectations with someone by using the word I. So we absolutely want to take responsibility for our needs and expectations and also our requests. But part of being assertive is being open to exploring other options. If someone asked me to work on a project and I absolutely don't feel like I can do that right now, that I can't take it on or I don't have the capacity, it doesn't mean I really say no, (laughs) no, I can't, but it means I may explore other ways to meet my need, which is I need to get the other things done that are on my plate. But how do I help you meet your needs as well? And how do I negotiate? So being open to exploring options is definitely part of assertiveness because we're on the lookout for meeting both parties' needs. It also means that we say no when we simply can't do something that's either against our beliefs or that we're not comfortable with. I have worked in organizations where I had to say no to something that I didn't think was a reflection of my core values. That's hard to do, but it's also important to remain in integrity with ourselves. We also have to be really good and get more comfortable at expressing our feelings because they show anyway, and they can come out very indirectly in a way that just doesn't build trust. If we go back to the example of me and you working on the report together, or more correctly, you took off (laughs) and I had to work on the report, I was resentful. I was angry that you didn't tell me that you were going to take off on Thursday or Friday. And then I was resentful that I had to work over the weekend to get that project done. But what you'll notice in the statements or in how I handled it and how I communicated with you, I didn't say those emotions directly. So assertiveness is about expressing our emotions and to say something like, hey, I was really disappointed. I wasn't aware that you were taking Thursday and Friday off. I asked for an extension and used time over the weekend to get the project done. That's time that I could have spent with my family and I resented the sacrifice on my family. So going forward, as we work on projects together, it'll be important for you to let me know in advance that you're going to be off or out of the office. I'm directly confronting my feelings about the situation and how I processed it and what I need from you going forward. That's what assertiveness is all about. 
that I have both the right to believe those things are true and the right to say them. And I say them with respect. So based on this podcast, maybe you're thinking, huh, maybe I could strengthen my assertiveness a little bit. So let me plant a few seeds. If you want to strengthen your assertiveness, one is start with your rights. What rights do you believe that you have or don't have, both personally and at work? Assess your level of assertiveness and explore if it varies depending on the situation and on the audience. When and why? Because sometimes we defer to people in power. Sometimes we don't feel like we have the rights to speak up in certain situations, but you really want to consider how to apply assertiveness consistently. The third seed to plant is you really need to understand thoughts and feelings. Figure out what it is you want and need and how you're feeling and why. It's very challenging to use assertive communication if you're not clear on all that. If I wasn't clear about my resentment of you being out of the office and my request about what I need and want from you going forward, then it's probably not going to come out very effectively or constructively. Number four is focus on aligning our body language to our message. Typically, when there's a mixed message, our body language gives us away. So when applying assertiveness, it's important to make sure there's alignment and that when we're being assertive, we have a relaxed, comfortable stance that shows that we're confident in ourselves and in our message. And then the last one is practice with boundaries. If you feel like your rights are being consistently violated or someone's taking advantage of you, think about your boundaries in relationships, saying no and speaking from an I perspective. Those are two important dimensions of being assertive. The value of assertiveness is tremendous. By increasing our own confidence, this is also about self-love and self-respect. We also then increase the effectiveness of our communication. We can assert ourselves without undermining or trampling others or resorting to sarcasm, no matter how fun it is. (laughs) I think it's kind of a Midwest thing too. But that leads us overall to more respectful relationships. And these benefits are true for us in our personal and our professional relationships. As a leader, it's critical to build trust and long-lasting connections with those we aspire to lead. And assertiveness is foundational to those relationships. If you're not sure of your level of assertiveness, check out Manuel Smith's Rights of Assertiveness that's attached to this podcast. As always, thank you for listening and join me next time because I'm going to be tackling the comment, I don't have enough time. Oh, the things we tell ourselves that aren't really true.